0: Welcome to the Happiest Podcast on Earth. What is up, Happiest Podcast fam? Hello. It has been a while. And if you've read this title, you know what this episode is. That's right. Dr. Foster is back in session. It has been so long. It has been too long since I've done one of these episodes. And I'd imagine if you've read the title, you know who is sitting in the room with me. Hey, Mark.
1: Hey, man i'm so
0: excited
1: (laughs) a little nervous but i'm excited
0: (laughs) i gotta put it out there obviously i'm not a real doctor so nobody take this serious um but these episodes are so much fun i love them i feel like um the patreon members love them i'm hoping that the podcast fam loves them as well as far as the hosts go um i've had the opportunity to talk to hunter i've talked to aj Um, You guys got to scroll back and listen to these. I've talked to Andrew. Um, So Mark is next. He's next, the next target for me. Um, And it's funny. I, I can't wait to do all of these episodes with everyone. Like in, in reality, these episodes excite me so much because it gives the listeners the opportunity to get to know us as hosts even more. Obviously they get to know like little quirks about our personalities through our main episodes. But to really like dig deeper and like get to know who we are as human beings is really special. Um, so thank you, Mark, for agreeing to do this.
1: <laughs> absolutely, man. If it was anybody else, if this was Jarrett that said do this, I'd be like, absolutely <laughs> kick rock. But since it's you, man, I like as everybody knows, Nick is like the man. Like my life has been a snowball of emotion the last year. And I've gone to Nick so many times and he's given me calls, he's pepped me up. And because we're both dads, and we're both dads of two beautiful boys, we have such a connection when it comes to our love for our children. So just to have this man in my life, not as just a friend, but also as a friend that it knows exactly what I'm feeling as a father of two boys, is something very special that you can't always find unauthentically. This was an authentic friendship from the get-go.
0: I but. seriously appreciate that, and I could not agree more. I There are so many qualities about mark that i value which i'm sure we will get into into this episode i often wish that i was more like you and um so i appreciate your compliments but i can send those right back to you because you are a literal ray of sunshine in the best way possible like you are a a like force of positivity um which is interesting because there are definitely layers beyond that positivity that maybe we'll dig into later, but, um, (laughs) but I do, I I truly appreciate our friendship and uh, you mean a lot to me. So, because of that i i really am genuinely excited about this conversation i feel like this conversation um is going to be very meaningful and you're right we are both dads of two little boys and we both know the the absolute fun and joy that that brings to our lives but also the absolute stress and heartache and everything that is wrapped into being a father so um we will definitely dig into that as well
1: i'm already getting teary oh god <laughs> oh not, boy this this, this is
0: not a good this is not a good sign for you
1: oh but, um, i i'm a crier especially when it comes to kayla and my boys i just oh. I love them and it's been a lot of you listeners don't know there's been a reason why i've been kind of on and off the pod i'm kind of scarce on episodes it's just it's been a very very rough um, year with some things that the everyone in the family they all know but It's just, it's been a rough year and it's been a massive storm that has just absolutely pummeled our life. Yeah. Yeah. um, Thank, we're, we're, we're starting to see that storm moving.
0: For sure. It's it's refreshing. You're gaining some clarity and we don't have to like, we, we, here's the thing with Dr. Foster episodes. Obviously this is not a real counseling session In a real counseling session. You would be just pouring it all out there laying it all on the line that is not this this is stuff that is getting published to the worldwide web so um we will definitely like mark i i welcome you to um use your discretion in what you want to share like do, i never want you to feel like i'm like pushing or forcing you to share anything that you don't want to there are some like levels of privacy to your life and things that you've walked through that should be maintained as private and i totally yeah. respect that so
1: no there's there's some <laughs> i think there's some aspects to you know my more of my past life before Kalo that i would like to you know yeah we'll that i'm kind of i'm we can get into that for sure, but kind of the storm that's happening, I might keep it a little closer to chest yeah, and kind for of sure. a broad statement for sure. of what's going on. I just want is to that set
0: actually- that expectation for you, and I want to set that expectation also for the listeners um, ahead of time. So, um, that being said, w- this I think this is conversations going to get very deep, very quickly, which. You know, that just, like, makes me so excited. But we'll start off with, like, some basic things. So, and and at the beginning, like, the inception of these episodes, I started to title them, like, What Makes You Happiest? So we were focusing on, like, things that makes the happiest podcast on Earth host happiest. And I already know some of the answers to that question for you. Like, and
1: some of the listeners can already, they already yeah, know.
0: For sure. So we know, obviously, your wife and your boys are probably at the top of that list in terms of what makes you happiest. Um, And then, but there's some other things there too that interest me. Like I would imagine coffee would be high up on that list somewhere. Um, And you obviously run a coffee company. um, And, you know, I've always known that about you. And I've always known of your love for coffee. But I think I want to start there in the conversation of like, why like what makes you love coffee when did you start loving coffee and like what did that even look like like when did you walk into captain coffee and like what got you started with all of that
1: so oh that's a really great question because there's a lot to that actually um oh man i know where to start with that so i've been a personal trainer my entire pretty much my entire working adult life and being a personal trainer it's all about connections it's all about people it's all about what you can give with your time and during covid um i couldn't train so i was like man i i wanted now this is an opportunity I, i feel like a lot of people wasted And I understand, I want to disclaimer this really quick. I know COVID hit people hard in a lot of different ways. Um, I took the opportunity. I I had an amazing opportunity. I had my boys alone with just me for 51 straight days. It was the most magical months of my life. I loved it. I met Kayla during it. It was amazing for me. And with that, I gained some clarity. And that was, I don't want this pandemic to go by and me not make some life, major life changes. I love training. I love it. It's it's a passion of mine. I actually can put this out there now. I have my own training company. It's, a, it's all online wow. now, so I'm kind of double dipping. Um, but I love superheroes, um, Captain America during the. So kind of this kind of goes into why I did Captain Coffee um, in 2019. My wife, who I had my two kids with at the time, uh, she came out as gay, and you know we obviously got divorced because that that wouldn't work. It's not how it works. <laughs> so. I remember how much that made me feel broken. But then I remember I watched Captain America in Endgame and his shield was broken. And then I was Mm -hmm. like, but his shield was broken, but he could still use it. And he was a shield to his to his team. So I have a Captain America shield on my ribs for my boys. And I also said to my future wife that I might be damaged, but I'm not broken. Wow. And Captain America is the essence of like who I want to be. His honor his his you know, his leadership abilities, his courage. Um, Those are things that I want to take on myself. So I was like, okay, I I have an opportunity to lead my boys in something. I get to leave something behind for my boys. They can look at dad and be like, wow, my dad built this from the ground up. That's awesome. And I'm like, so superheroes. I'm like, I love coffee. Why not combine them? Captain coffee. And that is, that was the birth. It was during COVID. I was um, actually talking to Kayla at the time um she was like what do you do I was like i'm a personal trainer and then we just kind of started snowballing and i was like what she do and then just a conversation of future jobs popped up and i was like i've always wanted to start my own thing and it was uh the birth of captain coffee was because of pain and wow remember and always remembering and always remembering that you know even this for everybody you might be damaged but you're not you're not broken you're far from it
0: that is super powerful man that is awesome the birth, birth it makes me it makes me want to go buy like all the coffee that's on the website right now. So if, if I know I'm not probably the only person feeling that way. So listeners,
1: you should all go do that right now. Um, but um, that's we, really we cool. Would, that. We would love that. We would love that, <laughs> but we also really try to, and this is something that I really love about captain coffee as well. Uh, the coffee industry is, it reminds me a lot of the fitness industry. There's a lot of snobby people in it. And a lot yeah. of people feel like outcasts with coffee. There's a mm-hmm. lot of people that are like, Oh, I need my Americano at the perfect temperature. Don't screw it up. Oh, I need my Colombian. Yeah. And they're really particular and it's intimidating. A lot of, then you got those, I drink black coffee only. I got the big muscular beard and I got the big arms. Like I never wanted to create a company where people didn't feel welcomed. So it's part, it's called our coffee Ohana. You know, once you once you follow us, you don't have to buy coffee from us. Once you follow us on Instagram or Facebook, you're part of our coffee, Ohana. And we yeah. want you to feel welcomed. And uh, we we have built such an amazing, beautiful family through coffee. And it's it's just magical. So we would That's love awesome. for you guys to buy Ohana. Please do. We would love Well,
0: that. and I feel like uh, when I say I want to go buy all the coffee, I mean that because I can see the heart behind it, obviously. And like to know the backstory of like how that got started and then the meaning behind it. It's just powerful. And then it's shown in the way that you create that Ohana, like to to build something out of brokenness um, and then to create like a safe haven for people. Um, you are literally the real life Captain America. You're amazing. Um, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but it's true. I mean, it, it's it's it, you're the type of person that I feel like everything that you do has purpose and meaning behind it. Uh, even your backflips, you're still thinking like, <laughs> yeah, I brought those up because I just, I you you I, post things on TikTok and on, on social media. And I'm just like, how do you do this? How do you do the things that a you A lot do? of
1: failing, man. A lot of fail. A lot. <laughs> but I, so
0: many failed
1: backflips.
0: But even those moments, like y- you are so intentional about the things that you're doing because I watch and then I watch you with your boys doing those things and I watch them watch you in these videos. And it's like, you are doing that because you're showing your boys that you just have to keep trying and that you will fail, but you just get back up and keep trying again. And I know that's why you're doing those things. So, um, yeah, there's not, there's never a moment where I feel like Mark lacks a whole lot of like meaning or purpose in the things that he does and, and, and walking what you've walked through in terms of, you know, splitting with your previous wife and then obviously sharing time with the boys. I feel like probably too, um, know this is where we're different in terms of like what that what our parenting scenarios maybe look like and i feel like you get the opportunity or not get to but you have the opportunity to need to be intentional about the time that you have with your boys and that's probably something that i actually get a little lazy in because i'm around my boys all the time what well, I mean it's just it just naturally happens like that's it's what's cool. The nature cool. of it, man. Right, it's right. It's it, it's just I mean it, it's something that you and obviously like there's positives but there's also negatives to e- either of the scenarios, you know what I mean? Like um and so yeah, I, I I'd imagine that you have to train your brain to be so intentional about your time with your boys when you are around them.
1: It's um it causes it, it, look Kayla and I will admit it. first I want to I did not want to get on this podcast with you and not give my lady a little bit of love really quick she has oh. come into an incredibly hard situation yeah. um, you know I never want to sometimes I do but most of the time I don't want to badmouth my ex-wife but like she's a very difficult human being and Kayla right. has walked into this just so beautifully and I know yeah. it looks like I put on the brave face and I'm the right. positive she is my anchor during all of oh. this and those boys adore every second with her it is yeah. the most beautiful thing and even though there are times where on kayla and i it's there, there's a lot of pressure when we have them 50 of the time and we have them on the weekends you know we'll have people that are like uh hey do you guys want to come out this weekend you know do you guys want to come come by tonight for some drinks it's like no right. we have our boys and they right. don't get it because like you nick you know you have them all the time right? So you can afford to go take two or three nights to go away it's yeah gotta be... for me no, if I, no. Leave, I can't do it
0: yeah no if anything i understand that even more so in being a father because i mean i cannot imagine not being around them every night i i'd oh. imagine that that comes with so much heartache um and you know it, it's interesting like I don't even feel like I'm worthy enough to speak on any of those things because, like, that's not my scenario and that's not my situation. But, like, um, yeah, I would imagine that they're. It's interesting. I think people probably perceive it in different ways. I think probably people perceive it as like, oh, well, you get a break, and I'm sure that there's also probably moments like, let me tell you, Nick wants a break every once in a while. You know, like there's there's probably a moment where it's like. Sigh you know, silence in this household, but, of and, and, of and course. I don't, I think it's unfortunate because I think as parents, like we're made in some ways by society to feel, feel like guilt for, for that. Um, I don't necessarily feel guilty for it. Like if Francine yeah. and I get the opportunity to get away, it's like, which honestly it doesn't happen that often. Like we do not get the opportunity to have date nights very often. We do not get, we should definitely be more intentional with those things. Um But I think we're doing a better job than like what was demonstrated for me growing up. I love my parents to death, but they made us kids the ultimate priority and mm-hmm. their marriage, you know, went through hardships because of that. Um, and so, you know, I've told myself always to like be intentional about having time with Francie, um, away from the boys, but you know that's something that we face as a couple who have our boys with us all of the time um i'd imagine you know there are moments where it's like okay you know we get to have a date night tonight because the boys are not with us and that's nice and that's okay because you're investing into your marriage And then you
1: so important for the boys. One thousand
0: percent, yeah, one thousand percent, and and it's critical because you want to be able to invest into each other, so that when the boys do get back with you, they see a healthy, strong marriage. They see what love looks like, you know, between a couple, and Mm -hmm. and so you know, I think, yeah, you are taking the cards that have been dealt to you in life, and you're rolling with them in the best way that you possibly can. And I don't think that that's unnoticed. And I think that like, okay, going back to the, the wonderful human being that is in your life now and that you get to call wife. I I think that like you guys do a phenomenal job of loving on those boys. And I just, obviously I'm a bystander. Like I'm just seeing it based on social media, but just just in what I can see, and in the moments, like she has such a love for them. She obviously has such a love for you, but yeah. she she does. She I can. It's very clear, and it's very evident in the love that she has for them. And I'm sure that that like floors you, and humbles you, and just
1: wrecks you on a regular basis. But um, it's beautiful. Smalling me right now, you're getting me <laughs> all. When I think about her and those boys, man, it just yeah, it's a beautiful oh, thing. Geez. And
0: and like in some ways, I can relate to her in terms of. Oh you know it, she's adopted those boys into her heart you know she's she's yeah. the, the role of quote unquote stepmother which is unfortunate because it has like such negative connotations thanks to disney but um but um you so know true. the role the role of step parent is not an easy role and no. No. um there's so many layers to it that it that is obviously very different in terms of what an adoptive parent will would look like but, in, but there are similarities between adoptive parents and yeah. step-parents in that you are loving another person's biological child. You know, at the end of the day, like, you do not have biological ties to that child. And even though Ethan is absolutely my son and he absolutely looks at me as father, um, at the end of the day, he does have biological parents out there. Somewhere, yeah. you know, yeah. and so I'd imagine that like it's not always the easiest thing for her to walk through when she's walking through, you know, those different dynamics and having to navigate conversations and like, you know, just just everything that that comes with all of the like baggage that
1: that comes with. um But she's doing a freaking good job at it. So, and, and this is what I tell her all the time. And this is something that I want a lot of other people to understand about Kayla. And <clears throat> I do not consider her a stepmom. I just don't like right. the, right. the the level of which she stepped into a role at a time where yeah. <clears throat> literally my ex-wife was not in the picture. Right. Right. And right. Kayla was. And yeah. they adore her. They yeah. literally <clears throat> when I'm home. Or when she's home, whatever it is. Hey, Kayla, come look at this. Kayla, Kayla, look what I'm doing. <laughs> Kayla, Aww. look at this backflip I'm doing. And they love. They just adore her, unconditional. Yeah. And yeah. that is again,
0: she's she's another mom for them. And and that's a, like that's amazing. That's beautiful. That's the beautiful thing of like taking taking a you. Know, I hate the word broken family because it sounds so harsh. But at the end of the day, like that's what happened. The family that was that existed at one time. It's split apart, and so these people can come into that picture and mend that, and I think that Kayla is one of those people for sure, and not necessarily, not necessarily not mend, Correct. you know. I know. Y- what happened with my ex-wife and I, yeah. she can't mend that. She's right. going to mend the pieces, so like... Uh, she's going to mend your heart, and she's going to mend those boys' hearts, and I think that that's what she's done in, in some beautiful ways, based on just... I've met Kayla once. I met. I've actually, I think, only met you in person one time. <laughs> it was
1: on our it was on our honeymoon.
0: Yeah, I picked you guys up from I think Hollywood oh, Studios Hollywood and drove Studios to Animal Kingdom.
1: Kingdom. <laughs> I remember we got out of the car and Kayla goes, "What?" A, just a nice guy. he is. <laughs> this great guy. I'm like, no, oh, he's Nick, best.
0: Nick, Nick's like shuttle service, um, but um, no. But just just being around you guys with for like the 15 minutes that we were together in the car, like. She has such like a, like a kind, sweet disposition. And I, oh, I think that that is exactly what you needed and what those boys needed in the moment that you guys came together. So
1: she is. And and I know as a father, you know what I'm what I mean? Like my, our boys are our greatest gift. Of yeah. Course. But she has given not just me the gift of healing and being in a healthy, committed relationship. And she loves me when I'm at my worst. And yeah. the last year I've not, I have not been my best and yeah. I owe yeah. it to her to be better. I owe it to my boys to be better. It's just been a, a long year, but she's also given my boys a woman to look up to that's and they awesome. can see, they can see a strong, loving woman in their life. Yeah. And that's powerful. She is, she floors me. And yeah. and most importantly, Kayla and I are very different. Kayla's a, she is an introvert. She is very much right. a, I would rather go play a card game by myself or read a book. I am much more, I want to have a conversation with whoever I can at all times of the day because I love people. And to see her just know me and help calm me down when I'm in my, because I get elevated. I'm an emotional human being. It's what I do. And this last year, today something popped up and I had to go do (laughs) something with a certain somebody and I was just not in the mood for it. And (laughs) it just, Knows how, in that, and and I feel bad, but like she has to see my shit. Yeah, yeah. and she has yeah. to see me at my worst, and she is still next to me every single night, that's and amazing. that is amazing. Well, and, and that's incredible. the
0: that's the beautiful thing about finding that person to do life with. I mean, please, everyone knows that Nick is Mister Positive and happy, and I'm always looking on the bright side of things. The reality is. I am like that 90% of the time. But in the 10%, maybe 20% that I'm not, I am not. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. And so, so yeah. you know, I have Francie who is it's just great when you find the person that's like your perfect balance. Like Francie and I could not be more opposite in terms of like what you just said. She is so much more of an introvert. She is far more reserved. I'm an open book. My whole life is out there on the table. You and I are actually very similar in a lot of ways. Um, we're emotional. I wear my heart on my sleeves. Francie is way more steady. She's way more constant. She is obviously emotional as well, but of course. She, of course. she can like keep her cool and her composure so well that sometimes it scares me. I'm like, what is going see, on <laughs> yeah. i
1: wouldn't say scares a it annoys <laughs> yeah. me. like we're out we're out doing something today and i'm just a ball of fire on the inside <laughs> just i'm keeping all the comments to myself and i'm just you're like, like you're like i need to see
0: some passion from you woman
1: Like get pissed with but, me. but then like she's out there being normal and i'm like Hello. Oh, how oh yeah
0: do i don't understand at that the same
1: time like oh
0: I don't, I have never been understand that in people. And honestly, like living in the South too, there's this like Southern, like maybe I'm, maybe I'm generalizing here and I apologize if I am, but there's like a Southern mentality where it's very like, it's almost like save face, where like if something is bothering you or if there's like tension between people, they can like look at each other and be like, hey, how's it going? I have never understood that. Like wow. sitting at a table of people knowing that there's like problems going on between like a couple of the people and then everyone just pretending like it doesn't exist i don't understand it i'm like i don't seek out confrontation and i don't love confrontation but when confrontation needs to happen then i'm all about making it happen and so like oh yeah this like awkward elephant in the room i'm like is nobody going to talk about this right now (laughs) like what is going on right
1: now? i'm trying to think so like well, you just said happened today. Like that was it was literally <laughs> today. Right. So I'm trying to think of like. Kayla's more on the line of like. You are. You obviously have beef. Yeah. You can't say said beef. Right. So you need to fake it. And I'm like, I don't want to. No, I, just I don't want know to how say to say it. Yeah. I
0: want to just say it in case. I, I just can't can... fake it. There's no way. I like, can't. if if I'm annoyed with someone, they're going to know about it. Be- not okay. because I'm not even because I'm going to say something, but because my whole demeanor changes. Like, I do. Not, I physically am incapable of pretending like everything is okay when it's not it's, okay. It hurts.
1: It hurts yeah, me. It, it does. Like, I... It
0: actually can sometimes even like trigger anxiety for me because I'm like I. I can't handle this. I cannot be around a human being when, and it's worse for me when I feel like I've upset them in some way and they're upset with me. And it's like, we just need to like, leave this alone. That kills me even more because I'm like, no 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 no! <laughs> You're so, like if I upset Kayla,
1: you. and I know I have, and I yeah. know she's upset, and she's like, "I'm fine. I'm just frustrated." Oh yeah,
0: gonna... no, that is Francie to a T, and I'm like, "No no 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 no! You need to love me the way that you were loving me before all of this happened," and so we're gonna get to we're gonna oh, fix it.
1: I'm 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 like, just tell me what I did wrong. Like I yeah. want to know so well, I can for... fix it.
0: That's been a and common thing in Francie and I's relationship. So, Francie and I started dating when we were in college. Um, so, we were very young. And um, we, Francie is very much like a, um, again, she, 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 when there was, when something would be like wrong with her, she was mad at me for something when we were dating in college. She would hold on to it. Like, she would not talk about it. She was terrified of confrontation and oh, that is she a nine? Is oh, she a nine oh hardcore she's a nine. Oh, yes. kayla's a yes.
1: hard nine yes. yes any confrontation she li- these were literally kayla's words today she said when fight or flight happens you fight i flight and i'm yes. like that is yes thousand like, percent literally if so, there's any confrontation you book it
0: she's done yeah so for for everyone who doesn't know the nine is on the enneagram and they're the peacekeeper the peacemaker and francie gets annoyed because she's like i don't just like want to be known as, like, Miss Peaceful all the time. She's, like, okay with, like, shaking up some things. And as we've grown in our relationship and as she's grown as a human being, obviously she's grown more comfortable with, like, you know, what there are certain things that Mama Bear comes out when it comes to her boys. Like, if someone's messing with the boys, watch out. Because Francie, like, will show a whole different... And the thing about nines is that when they do finally get to that point where they just, like, game on... Everyone is like, where did this come from? <laughs> because because they're usually so even keel. And when they do finally snap, it's just like, I've never seen this before in you and I don't know how to handle it right now. Obviously, yeah. having oh, yeah. been with Francie for... Uh, we, we've we been together, you know, including our dating and our our time as being married, I think like 13, 14 years now. So I've seen those moments more frequently. Um, oh, yeah. But... Yeah, it, it's 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 funny because we're both married to nines, so we can relate in that way. So oh. speaking of the, it, I knew that we were gonna go. We started talking about love for coffee, and I had all these other basic questions that I was gonna ask you, but I knew this was gonna happen. I knew that we were gonna get deep, like <laughs> yep. with, with the first question. Yep. So here we are. We're on. We're on the train. We're just gonna keep riding it. Um, but um, we talked about the enneagram. We talked about our wives being nines. You and I have talked about the Enneagram before. And I think that we've talked about what number you are. You know what number you are. Okay, you're three. A three. Okay. Do you wing two? Do you know what that means?
1: Babe, do I wing two? Or do I... I think I wing five. Four, well, you,
0: you would... Four. Okay. Four. That makes sense to me as well. That makes sense. Yeah. The four is like the individualist. So they're very much like... They want to be, they don't want to be like everyone else, um, mm-hmm. tend to be pretty emotional, um, and but also are very good at recognizing their emotions as well. Three makes sense because they're the achiever. So you are someone who is like wanting to achieve. And yeah. I, I feel like for you, it's it's not like you don't necessarily want to achieve like career goals, but you're it's fascinating to me because you've definitely got like people orientation in there as well. Like you, you find achievement, I feel like, in connecting with other people.
1: Oh, dude. I, it's been, it's been a roller coaster of, uh, when I say a year, it's been a roller coaster of a year when it comes to work in itself. Yeah. I, I don't have like, there are these people that have these, dr- this drive. Like I'll use Jarrett, for example. That man, he works. He works. He's an achiever. He has built the happiest from the ground up. He's right, got right. himself a great job. He's worked different jobs. I don't have that type of drive when it comes to achievement. My achievement yeah. is I want to be as present of a father as I can be. I want to have an influence on people's lives as much as I can. I want, which to be- is awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just a different type of achievement. Yeah, no, I funny. mean, we did either, the NES either
0: program. either of them are necessary. Like both of those types of achievements are necessary because. Quite frankly, if you don't have either, the world doesn't operate and function as it should. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: yeah. And it's just, and it also depends on what day. Kayla thinks I'm more of a four than a three. But then I, I, I actually, I
0: don't know. There are certain traits about you that I have a hard time believing of you being a, a three just because. I feel like you can turn off when you need to turn off. Like threes typically have a hard time with work because they f- they're always working, and I don't feel like that's necessary. You, like, I feel like you no. can you can turn off I and be turn present off. when you need to, which just may be that you're a very healthy version of a three. Um, but sure. that interesting, could be it. actually, you know yeah, what? I have a I have a book with me, and it it gives like a page on each type. And I can read the three and the four, and then you keep track of. And I've done this with the other hosts that we've done this with. So, right, as Kayla's in
1: the other room, maybe come here and listen to this too. And I want you to tell us which <laughs> one you more. She can
0: give her input on this as she well. She can
1: give her input really quick as well.
0: Um, the so as far as other hosts go, we've got um, Hunter's a one. Hardcore. That is hardcore. The one, hard the one oh is like my god. They're the perfectionist. Um, oh, yeah. and then we've got Andrew and AJ are both threes. Um, and it, 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 that's the thing. That's the beautiful thing about the Enneagram is that everyone looks at it as like, don't put me in like a category. Cause I, I'm not like everybody else. And sure. No, no one is the same, but people are motivated by similar factors. And in reality, we all have a little bit of each of these types in us. It's just that there are types that are more dominant than other ones. Yes. So Um, All right, so I'm going to read what it's like to be a three, and there's 20 statements. Keep track of how many of these statements, like, really resonate with you, and then we'll do it for the four, and we'll see which one resonates more. All right, hit me. Okay. So as a three, it's important for me to come across as a winner. I love walking in a room and knowing I'm making a great first impression on the crowd, I could persuade Bill Gates to buy a Mac. The keys to my happiness are efficiency, productivity, and being acknowledged as the best. I don't like it when people slow me down. I know how to airbrush failure so it looks like success. I'd rather lead than follow any day. I am competitive to a fault. I can find a way to win over and connect with just about anyone. I'm a world champion multitasker. I keep a close watch on how people are responding to me in the moment. It's hard for me to not take work along on vacation. It's hard for me to name or access my feelings. I'm not one to talk much about my personal life. Sometimes I feel like a phony. I love setting and accomplishing measurable goals. I like other people to know about my accomplishments. I like to be seen in the company of successful people. I don't mind cutting corners if it gets the job done more efficiently. People say I don't know how or when to stop working.
1: Okay, I did no and yes to those. Okay, so I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I had eleven yeses. Okay. Interesting. I feel like I said
0: no to a lot of those for you. Me too. And just that's just me. Like, obviously, I don't know you as well as Kayla does, but like, I was reading it and I was like, Mark, this does not sound like you in a lot of ways. So, uh,
1: number one,
0: I said yes to. What was number one? It, well, yeah, you are a very competitive person, which is very much demonstrated in our Hunters Game Day episodes.
1: <laughs> Correct, and there are times to a fault, and I do have to pull back a wee bit. But yeah, um, I but, yes. so but number... I'm a I'm
0: a very competitive person too, and I am definitely not a three. Francie is a very competitive person, and yeah. she's a nine. Francie does not like to lose. Francie and I can't play games together because it gets cutthroat. Oh man,
1: <laughs> there has been times where we have had. Kayla's gotten so mad at me that I've had to lose games on purpose. <laughs> and I get more mad. She gets more she mad. Them. Yeah, purpose, understandably
0: but. so. Understandably so. No, Francie and I are super competitive, and when it's like a group game and you're split up into teams, we're always like, it's gonna, it's gonna be better for us to be on the same team. But then that also gets dangerous because if one of us are slacking.
1: <laughs> it's it's not a good situation so um so there we were aren't. like two or, there were like two or three of those questions that i was if i had more time to sit in it and think i think i would have flipped or i'm like yes and right no i i on. read
0: through them very quickly for sure
1: depending on where i'm at mentally right now this last year has been a very tough year and yeah. there's been some things that i have felt like I'm losing a little bit of myself with, but hmm. I'm trying to bring myself back to feeling like myself, but it's just been such a rough year that I just, I'm trying here's to get back. Thing, on track.
0: Here's one of the biggest things about you that I feel like is anti what a three is. You are a super vulnerable person and you are okay with being vulnerable. Like you are totally okay with saying I'm not okay. And threes typically are not, it may be painful for you to say that it may not feel good for you to say I'm not Okay but threes won't (laughs) threes are going to give off this like impression. I'm going to throw her under the bus, but let's use AJ for example. And I would say this if AJ was sitting in the room right now, AJ is going to, she is going to always try her best to give off the impression that she's got it all under control. Yeah. And I don't necessarily feel like you feel the need to do that all of the time.
1: No. If you go listen to any of my, emotional episodes on my own podcast i'm very open about
0: yeah yeah my brother is a three and my brother he will have honest conversations about where he's at for sure but he's never going to like lead with that and it's going to take him a while to here's the other thing that i feel like is anti three about you is um it says it's hard for me to name or access my feelings i feel like you're very good at that even though there's a lot of them you're good at recognizing oh there's a lot there's
1: a lot i'm full of emotions
0: yes but you're good at recognizing like i'm very happy right now i'm very angry right now i'm very sad right now and like threes are not very good at that threes do not threes start to feel things and they don't know why they're feeling
1: things oh no that is that is the absolute opposite of me i am not. I'm not a workaholic. I'm not a workaholic. Like, no,
0: yeah, I don't get that vibe from uh, you either. But I do. Work isn't so isn't I did. Your
1: top priority. No, but my work but being good at work isn't a top priority to you either. Yes, like it you, is. You want to be able to enjoy work, but it's not yes. like I like that. You're thing. not
0: like a. I'm gonna set. I'm gonna sell this. Mu- Here's how yeah. a three would handle running a coffee business. They'd be like, I'm gonna sell this much coffee by this much date and i want to sell this much coffee by this much date and i've got to get this much out in shipment and i've got to make this much money in this and i've got to be That's able to too do this stressful <laughs> that stresses me out maybe <laughs> i'm not
1: work until they maybe i'm work not it. three
0: i j- i don't i don't get the impression that you are but you know what uh, i'm just the doctor over here so <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: well then what's so what's what's let's four? read
0: let's read 4 let's see how that sounds for you I like things that are unconventional, dramatic, and refined. I'm definitely not a fan of the ordinary. I never really felt like I belonged. I have so many feelings in a day, it's hard to know which ones to pay attention to first. Some people think I'm aloof, but I'm really just unique. In social situations, I tend to hang back and wait for others to approach me. I don't think that's you at all. (laughs) <laughs> Melancho- <laughs> melancholy is comfortable for me, so it's annoying when people try to cheer me up. I'm not like everyone else. Phew, like a sigh of relief. I'm very sensitive to criticism, and it takes me a while to get over it. I spend well, a lot. That
1: of- one's tough. That one's tough. It depend. It depends on who it's from and the situation. <laughs> so that one, I'm gonna put a blank next to because I don't okay. know the answer to that one. I need to come back to that one.
0: We'll we'll, we'll return. I spend a lot of time trying to explain myself. When people tell me what to do, I'm often tempted to do the opposite. Sometimes I just disappear and go radio silent for a few days. I'm okay with sad songs, sad stories, and sad movies. Overly happy people give me a headache. I feel like there is something essential lacking in me. It's really hard for me to settle into a relationship because I'm always looking for my ideal soulmate. I'm self-conscious. It's hard for me to find my place in a room full of people. People say I'm too intense and my feelings overwhelm them. I'm either an artist or highly creative. I come up with one amazing creative idea after another. It's executing them that's hard. (laughs) You're shaking your Uh, head lot. I'll go, Yes. yeah. Lots of people misunderstand me and it makes me frustrated. I pull people in, but then I get nervous and push them away. I worry a lot about abandonment. I don't feel like that's a lot of
1: you either. Oh.
0: I think about half are really, really
1: him, and then half are not. Are not. Him. Yeah, there's there's a couple that are strong me. Strong.
0: Okay, I'm, this is going to be Nick reading a lot in this episode, so Patreon members, bear with me here, but there's two more types that I'm interested in reading and seeing if you connect with them. I'm not going to tell you the number that they are. I'm just going to read okay. the read the statements and tell me if they sound well, like they, that you're connected. This is
1: with. Kalo's heaven, by the
0: way. I Kalo's live for this stuff. Oh, I mean, this is why I favorite. do Dr. Foster episodes. So. <laughs> So Kayla knows the Enneagram well. She'll probably pick up on what these types are. But Kayla, don't say what they are. I just want to see what Mark thinks. Okay. I have been told that I'm too blunt and aggressive. Doing things halfway is not my spiritual gift. I enjoy a good verbal squirmish just to see what others are made of. In relationships that matter to me, I insist on being honest about conflicts and staying in the fight till things are worked out. It's hard for me to trust people. Justice is worth fighting for. I can sniff out other people's weakness the first time I meet them. Saying no isn't a problem for me. I welcome opposition, bring it. I make decisions fast and from the gut. I don't like it when people beat around the bush. I'm wary of people who are super nice. When I walk into a room, I know immediately who has the most power. I don't have much respect for people who don't stand up for themselves. One of my mottos is a good offense is better than a good defense. Don't mess with the people I love. I know I'm respected, but sometimes I want to be loved. I have no problem confronting a bully. If God wanted people to wear their hearts on their sleeve, he would have put it there. Under my tough
1: exterior is a tender, loving heart. There were... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven that I said yes to. Okay. All right. I know which one that is. Which one is that? It was the eight. I could definitely I switch between if I'm a one wing or an eight wing.
0: Okay.
1: I feel like I'm exactly half of each. Some of those
0: Francis one hardcore. Okay, I'm gonna read another one now. Let me see if this if you you can relate to this one. I want to, I want you to get to a point where you hit like 15 of these and you're like, oh yeah, that sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. When it comes to taking care of others, I don't know how or when to say no. I'm a great listener and I remember the stories that make up people's lives. I am anxious to overcome misunderstandings in a relationship. I feel drawn to influential or powerful people. People think I'm psychic because I usually know what other people need or want. Even people I don't know well share deep stuff about their lives with me. It seems like people who love me should already know what I need. I need to be acknowledged and appreciated for my contributions. I'm more comfortable giving than receiving. I like my home to feel like a safe and welcoming place for family and others. I care a great deal about what people think of me. God. I want other people to think I love everyone, even though I don't. I like it when people who love me do something unexpected for me. Lots of people ask me for help, and it makes me feel valuable. When people ask me what I need, I have no idea how to answer. When Wait, tired, say that one more
1: time. Say that one, say that one more time.
0: When people ask me what I need, I have no idea how to answer. When I'm tired, I often feel like people take me for granted. People say my emotions can feel over the top. I feel angry and conflicted when my needs conflict with others. Sometimes it is hard for me to watch movies because I find it almost unbearable to see people suffer. I worry a lot about being forgiven when I make mistakes. Um, There's a lot of yeses. Yeah. I feel like you you watching your facial expressions when I was reading those, it seemed like you were like reacting to those more than any of the other ones.
1: Yeah, I had three no's. Oh uh, yeah. All right.
0: Well, Mark, welcome to the two club.
1: <laughs> yeah! we to yeah! Let's go. <laughs> we did for the longest time we thought I was your a two. Was
0: a two. <laughs> I mama... think maybe I I think maybe what might have happened to you is during like the stress that your life has been, you know, you, you tend to kind of get lost into who who you are and why you're reacting the way that you are. But honestly, I read eight first, because when twos are stressed, we take on the unhealthy qualities of an eight. And so I have seen that in you before when I can tell that you're stressed, that you could potentially lash out like an eight would lash out and I know I recognize it well because I personally relate to that so
1: yeah, yeah. um I don't know when you saw that I don't know if there was supposed to be an episode that was supposed to be recorded an hour and a half earlier it was supposed to <laughs> I was a little I was a little snippy
0: I I do I feel like you and I are so similar in our personality types that when you said three I was like mmm no, but I'll let you think that for a second.
1: <laughs> well, here's the thing. Kayla and I started doing the Enneagram. Yeah. My mom's my mom is so into it. She loves it so much, yeah. and it's awesome. My mom just did like an Enneagram retreat. Oh my gosh, was, that's like, awesome. Re- it was awesome. She loved it. She got us a feelings wheel, so it's on our fridge. It's a it. wheel of all major feelings and then subcategory. Anyway, so I was doing this, a lot of these tests during the said storm that was happening. And I was in a complete whirlwind of different emotions. Yeah. Uh, anger, regret, sadness, depression, yeah. anxiety, fear, all of it. And I think it was just clouding when I would make a decision on these answers. And so, some of those are really hard to answer. But when you kept reading those, yeah, I had it visceral reaction. to Yeah, it no. Her.
0: The way that those statements are supposed to go is that you're supposed to... They're actually kind of supposed to hurt your feelings. And they the two ones do for me. Because I'm like, wow, jerk. Why are you calling me out like that? You
1: know? Like, I don't appreciate that right now. And it was funny because so, Kayla kept looking at me and she kept making faces too.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just... I yeah, feel that's... like you and I are very similar human beings. And yeah. um I can see... As a two, I think about relationships and people ninety nine percent of my day. Like I, oh. I, the the things that give yes. me the most anxiety are relationships. Like, and if 100%. I, if I have, if I feel like someone is upset with me for some reason, or if I've offended someone in some way, I cannot get past it until I Dude. know. Oh, a hundred percent. As a two, it it there's it's hard because there are a lot of relationships in my life that I should have let go so much earlier. And I didn't. And it was because I felt like this fear of losing that relationship. And it's, and it's hard too. I was talking about this with a coworker the other day, actually, because it's like, the reality is is that not everybody has to be my friend, but I've never been able to grasp that concept. Like I, it's really challenging for me to like not feel the need to have everyone in my corner, you know? And so it's like, and Francie's so good about that. Francie is so good about like investing the time and energy into like the relationships that she knows she should be investing the time and energy to. And she's so good about like creating boundaries with relationships. And I'm like, I don't, I don't get that, but I'm going to try
1: my best to be more like it. So that's the that's the problem I'm having right now. There's a certain relationship that I'm struggling with. That I don't necessarily want to have to have, but I have to have because I love two certain boys of mine that I love very yeah. very much. And yeah. because of that, right. I there is tension, and yeah. I want to address said right. tension. But right. I also right. don't like that there is a bad relationship. I yeah. don't yeah. like, yeah.
0: especially
1: yeah. because that relationship is connected to my two boys. Right? No, I can so
0: I. If, I I, The anxiety that you must feel every single day, like Mark, I cannot imagine what that situation is like. Like I have so much empathy for you in that. Obviously, like I can't personally relate to it, but like, I don't know how you sleep. (laughs) Like I, because of who I am and, and I feel like we function similar in this way, like it really would like kudos to you for being able to do what you've done so far because clearly those boys know how loved they are and they wouldn't be feeling that way if they knew that like there were bombs being thrown in all directions you know like and and so that is like and we've talked about this before but like you do such a phenomenal phenomenal job of focusing on the emotions of those boys and protecting them in every scenario that you can and that's huge and that is that is where you're having to like push to overcome this like why can't we just like freaking get along you know like why can't we all just like put certain things past us and like move forward and sometimes the reality is is that's just not what we get with certain relationships and that's so much easier to say for like a friendship your scenario is so much more complicated and so much more difficult and um i don't there's no answer like there's nothing that like
1: well no there is and kayla has it there is an answer and yeah it's where i'm struggling because kayla came from a divorced family and Right. There was a lot of tension between her mom and dad. And she always said how much anxiety would give her as a child to see her parents go at it and have that right. tension. So as much as I can't stand said person and how much it bugs me and her life choices and how it's affecting the children. Kayla says the best thing I can do for the boys, for myself and for Kayla is to just treat her with respect and kindness. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Two. Yeah. But I, no, I have to, and that's yeah. and that is why. Like, I know that everyone thinks that I have this, and this is a very major topic of Kayla and I recently. And look, I'm I've wear it on my sleeve. Kayla and I have a therapist together ever since the storm has been happening. And yeah, I'll well, have a feeling tomorrow. I'm gonna have a legit therapy session <laughs> and we're gonna dive into this because it, it's so funny. It's for Kayla and I both, but a lot of the time the fingers are pointed at moi. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, um, well, I'm we're like... the ones
0: with, let's be real We're the ones with all the issues That's what nines like to make us feel But in reality, we both have the issues <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's, it's, uh, it's true, we all, because we feel yeah. Kayla, no, Kayla feels something, she
0: moves on She really right. does I know, like, I, I wish I could be more like that in a lot of ways But honestly though, there's pros and cons to either scenario Like, yeah. as passionate <laughs> As passionate <laughs> as we are And as crazy as that may be we also can sit in our feelings for a while and address them and and acknowledge them and, like, you know, try to, like...
1: I'm not scared of them.
0: No. I'm not scared of my emotions. Which is is something that someone like a nine may struggle with, like, especially when they feel like that that feeling could potentially create some sort of conflict with anyone in, in their environment. And it's interesting, like, in terms of a two and a nine in a marriage relationship because Francie and I... People will be like, we'll get around other couples who are, like, clearly fighting, and it feels so uncomfortable and awkward to us because we're just like, this. we don't... Francie and I really do not fight often. Hardly ever do Francie and I fight. And not in, like, an unhealthy way, but, like, we are passive-aggressive fighters. Like, Francie will... Francie is super passive-aggressive. You're laughing a lot. I'm wondering if you're, like, relating or connecting with this. But Francie will... A little
1: bit. There can be some very passive-aggressive moments in the house.
0: Well, it's it's interesting because we both approach it so differently. Like, Francie's being passive-aggressive to avoid the conflict. Whereas I'm being passive-aggressive because I... Like, if Francie's done something to upset me, it's not easy for me to sit down and tell her that. Whereas... I will be the one who initiates it but I'm so focused on like not wanting to drive any sort of wedge between like relationship or like go down this like spiral so it's like it's this awkward like circle that we do sometimes and so um I don't know it's 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 fascinating but um I wish Francie was sitting here because she would be like yeah totally but um but yeah I, it, that's funny it's it's just interesting to hear like how you two like handle conflict and confrontation. And and I feel like it's fun, but, but at the same time, two and nines in a relationship, like people love coming to Francie and I's house. People love like being like around us. They feel like we are like super warm and welcoming and we just like love on people hardcore. And I feel like that's the environment that you guys create for your home specifically, especially for your boys. Like when they come into your, those two doors, it's like, the party has begun, you know? And even though like life doesn't always look like a full fledged party, you guys Mm -hmm. are always like wanting to ensure that like their emotional well being is taken care of, which is, is really cool. Um, But
1: it's been, it's the the house and the house is another whole thing too, because we had to refinance and we did finally. So now the house is officially under Kayla and my name my name, Kayla, my, my name, name my (laughs) name. So the house is finally ours. And that's something that we're excited for. So now we can finally make changes to it where we can invite people over and be a little bit more inviting to people. Like, and (laughs) this is how Kayla and I are very different. I am perfectly fine with tough seasons of life. Yeah. I think we're made for them. I think we're supposed to go through them. I think when those storms hit, we're supposed to fit in it with your person Kayla does not like storms. Yeah, they yeah. consume her, and I understand. And that's that's yeah. it's it's just it's difficult, especially this storm because it's yeah. so relatable to her. I mean, yeah. we've had storms in the past. I mean, COVID, she was fine. You know, getting married when you got to plan a wedding. I, yeah, her mom, a little nuts with it, and she, she was fine. Yeah, but this storm has been a little bit more.
0: Well, she vulnerable. also is probably personally relating to what your boys have are experiencing and have gone through which would make it feel very heavy
1: to her as oh, well she has and and that's not just bringing up emotions of the boys oh our kids are struggling it's Kayla knows that struggle yeah so like yeah. that's how she and i are very different when it comes well and to it's, certain-
0: it may send well and this is interesting too nines are actually better which this is a hard pill for twos to swallow because we can be kind of prideful in like the mindset of knowing like we're really good at helping people, but nines can actually sometimes have a better understanding of what other people need emotionally than twos do. And, oh, but that oh. drives me nuts sometimes. Cause I'm like, no, I want to be the one that is helping them. <laughs>
1: you know, like <laughs> I want to be yes. that, that. That's that. what I want.
0: That's,
1: that's what I want to be. And, that, and that's what I mean. There are times where like, I know when Kayla's spiraling, I know what I'm trying to do to help her. Yeah. And it, doesn't help sometimes, yeah. but when I'm spiraling and she's like, think of the boys, think of me, think of yourself. Yeah, they're so He's good at amazing
0: it. He's amazing at it. They're so great at, like, shifting perspective. But twos, we, that does, it hurts our feelings sometimes when like, we always make assumptions on, like, what the people around us need, and we, like, jump into that and do it, but then when there's not, like, a moment where it's, like, validated that, like, we helped them, Sometimes it's like, uh, okay, <laughs> like, why did I do that?
1: <laughs> you know. Like... Oh, that hit home so damn hard. <laughs> oh my god! Look, I'm I'm here to admit it. I am the I'm the housewife. Kayla yeah. goes to work three days <laughs> a week. I'm home doing coffee stuff, training stuff, and I do the dishes. I do the laundry. I do the cooking. Yeah. Hey, now and then a thank you will be nice. So yeah. I want every <laughs> now and
0: then. You know what I mean? That is such a two mentality. Sorry, bro. There's no way you're a three.
1: <laughs> oh, as this conversation has gone on. And it's it looks gonna be great? I'm gonna text my mom here in a little bit.
0: I love it. Oh, I was it listening did. to I was listening to a podcast a while ago, um, and they were there was a two being interviewed, and they were talking about um how they had gone out. It was a guy, he had gone out and bought flowers for his wife and was so excited because he put the flowers up on the counter, knew that she had had a long day at work and the flowers were sitting out with a note on the counter so that when she walked in the door, that would be the first thing that she saw. So he's pumped, he's excited, he's sitting, you know, sitting there waiting for her to get home. She comes in, opens the door, says, what a rough day goes and says i'm going to take a bath walks right past the flowers doesn't even acknowledge them and goes and like takes a bath and he's like talking about how he was furious he was like are you freaking kidding me right now i went through all this effort to like make this little special thing for you and you didn't even pay attention to it and then he had a moment where he was like wait did i do that for her like really for her or did i do that to get some sort of credit from that situation and when I listened to that I was like Um. (laughs) I I was like dang it that sucks like how many times (laughs) do I do that in my life where I'm like oh yeah I'm really gonna go out of my way to like do this nice thing for this person but it really this is gonna sound really bad but it's like a manipulative tactic to try to get to to try to feel love from that person like you just want to feel this like appreciation from them and I'm like yeah, that sucks, but it's real. So <laughs>
1: she's over here smirking her ass off. What you smirking? <laughs> at? Huh? What are you smirking? Why'd you what'd you say with your chest? Say. It. <laughs> oh, she's smirking and she's giggling. I it's think. just
0: it's the reality of the situation of being a two. But the, the great thing is is that if we can recognize that, we're like, okay, and and I do I I have to be careful about like what I'm doing for others. I'm the type of person where we will go broke because i'm buying gifts for other people and francie's like yeah, no hey stop <laughs> You know, like <laughs> she's like we have like a budget you know and we gotta follow that thing um but what i do, do i say. just I get a
1: mug the other day and i drink out that mug constantly
0: yeah well i see things and i think about people and i'm like this is exciting it's not always for this like it's not always for this need to like have something reciprocated. That's when you know like you're in a healthy state is when you're doing things just because you're just doing things because you have a huge heart. There's a balance there for sure sh- for sure for yeah. twos because we do. We we fo- we love people so deeply and I have always been that way. And you and I have talked about this too where it's interesting. And I'm doing a lot. I'm having a lot of self-realization lately. But as a man Men, there's not a lot of male twos out there. There may be more than there are, but the qualities of a two are not necessarily qualities that are what like, like society has perceived as manly. Either. And I hate it so much. And I'm super thankful that I feel like that narrative is starting to change some. I think that, like, Gen Z in particular is very good at, like, shifting this narrative. I work at a university, so I'm around college students all the time. And it's really great to see young dudes, like, in check with their emotions and not having, like, any shame in that. Um, But for someone who did not grow up with that narrative, I went to a very small school where if you didn't play sports you were different i, I th- there were so many and then i was a super emotional kid and not emotional like nick wasn't like emo like listening to like panic at the disco and my chemical romance hey, and like hey like, oh, i take that back <clears throat> listen i took i listened to those bands but i wasn't oh, like yeah. dressing the part you know like i oh, was okay, not respect me neither but i'm i put that up on repeat Listen, that stuff helped get Nick through high school because I had so many feelings that those mu- that music was the only music that I felt like understood me. But was um, it
1: my my Black Parade or the yes,
0: welcome to the Black Parade, such good welcome. stuff. I just wanted to yell and scream to music, but um, but it, but so I dealt with a lot of insecurities in that. I dealt with a lot of insecurities in like why am I so emotional? Why am I such a feelings person? Why do I care about people more than I do? about a career why do I care about people more than I do about sports why do I care about people more than you know this and that and it de- I developed a lot of insecurities with that especially because I grew up in a home where sports were a big deal as well so um I that is one of the things that I love so much about you is that you make me just watching you from the sidelines make me feel so like seen <laughs> which is why at the beginning of this conversation I was like Oh yeah Marx is too. but um but it does it it validates the fact that like as men like we are allowed to be emotional we are allowed to be like in our feelings we are allowed to like care about people like we don't have to be yeah. like we don't have to be shut off we don't have to be emotionally unavailable we don't have to be like all of these like quote-unquote stereotypes of men in society I've, I, like I make it my life goal now to try to like shatter those stereotypes because I'm just like, Heck
1: yeah, uh, they're dumb. They're dumb and they're based off of just the, I'm just gonna say it the, this old mindset from these boomers that men can't be emotional. Right then have to be the blue collar, go to work, come right. home, sit down, have your wife make your dinner. You go to bed, you wake up.
0: No, I don't just want that. like, just you being oh, like, it. I'm the housewife. Like I take care of the house. Like
1: that is. Oh freaking... yeah. And I love every second of it. My baby girl making that dough. I'm fine <laughs> with it. You make it, baby. I'll make your dinner whenever you want. You tell me what you want. You say, Hey, get your ass in that kitchen. I'm in that kitchen. Gladly. I, love, I love it so much. I love and you like, we'll so talk. much, Mark. And like, we've talked about high school musical, man. Like, that's yeah. another thing the stereotype behind high school musical that you're a man, and I get made fun of all the time for it. And I literally, every time, and I yeah. think I kind of did the other day, I don't know if you saw it. It's the uh, bet on it scene when Troy Bolton's walking, yeah. he kind of like, pats yeah. his hands together, and he goes like this, like, I don't care. Like, yeah. I send that to dudes whenever they yeah. get on me about high school musical, whatever. Like, listen, but I'm like.
0: I'm at a place in my life now, and I, I mean, we're the reality is is that we're also just old. So, like, we, we we're at a place in our life where we are like we know who we are, and we're far more secure in ourselves than we were like high school. When I was in high school, though, I did like High School Musical. I loved watching the movies. I loved listening to the music. I loved watching the the um, the dance along versions where they taught us the moves in high school. I was into that. If we had had a strong theater program at my high school, I so would have been on that. But um I got bullied for that in high school and um, you know, when you're young, you, instead of like walking in confidence, you're like, yeah, what the heck is wrong with me? You know, Uh, why, why do I like this? Like what, what am I missing? Um, And so like listening to, I text you about this obviously, but listening to you and Corey, like have that moment where you connected on the song and like both of you do like the rating for it. I was just like, it truly was a moment where Nick was like, I found my people, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like for so long. It was like, and, and I mean, even still, there's people in my life that don't understand my love for Disney and my love for theme parks. And like, you know, it, we could go on and on about this. We could go on and on about like, because it, it does still exist. I hang out with guys that they are they don't know how to handle emotions. They don't know how to handle tough conversations. They don't know how to be emotionally available there, like emotionally available to their guy friends. They have no idea how to do that. And it feels so uncomfortable to them. And I'm like, why, like what the heck is the problem? And it was hard because in 2018, Francie and I, we went through our first miscarriage and a lot of my guy friends had no idea how to handle those conversations not only because they had never walked through it before, but because they don't know how to have conversations when it involves heavy emotional things. And like, they're it's like so... a, They're
1: like gorillas. It's like <laughs> talking to a gorilla. It's, it's the worst. It's, it's so painful. And then I'm like, are you in a relationship? If you are, like, that's <laughs> brutal for your companion.
0: Yeah, which I mean, you know, every relationship functions and works differently. So I'm sure that there are companions out there that can tolerate that and that can handle that. i I do think that probably there's an extent to where like and and maybe maybe those guys only feel safe being emotional with their companion which is fine i get that and if that's working for your marriage or or whatever your relationship is uh by all means like go for it but i do think that we as a society need to get better at specifically as men we have to get better at emotionally being available for one another there's a reason why suicide rates are higher in men than they are in women because men feel alone they feel so alone when they're experiencing heartache or heartbreak or or walking through heavy seasons because they don't have a support system to go to and and they don't have a support system to go to because they go hang out with their guy friends and all they want to talk about is sports and and this and that and it's okay like all of those conversations are okay too You're like fine. don't get me wrong i freaking love talking football with people i'm a huge football fan but like there has to be the ability to also be emotionally present for our friends as well yeah, um, man. and so i think that I like
1: storm buddies yeah
0: 1000 when, when
1: that storm's going on who you got and it can't just be your spouse because more than likely your spouse is going through it too right right well and 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 really
0: in reality too there's something about like a band of brothers coming together and like like pulling things like i love francie to death and francie pulls so much out of me that literally nobody else could like francie challenges me and helps me grow in ways that no one else could but there's also something special about having guy friends to come together with and they can challenge you as a man not in a toxic way but in in a way of being like dude what you're saying right now that heartache that you're experiencing i'm my heart is breaking alongside of you and it's breaking with you but i see you and i know that there is a strength within you that is going to overcome that's going to get past this you know it's just there's something powerful about that there's something super special
1: hearing another dude believe in you
0: it's huge. It's, it's huge. Passion. And it, and this could get even deeper. And I know we've already gone for a long time, but it, it roots into, you know, what you've always desired too, to hear from your father. Um, and I love my dad to death. But growing up, we did not have the greatest relationship. And my dad didn't know what to do with a little emotional dude. Because my dad, his family is a very, very much a part of and it's 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 also a generational thing. But it's like, they're very much a part of a generation where it was like, we don't talk about our feelings. Like what, what is yeah. going on right now? Sure. And so I don't necessarily completely fault my dad for that. Although I, at some point you just have to step up and like break that generational cycle. And and that's my goal with Luke and Ethan to just like, hey, Ethan Ethan is different. Ethan it has autism. So that looks very different in terms of like walking through emotional conversations for sure that, it looks, it just looks different um, with a, a neurodivergent kid compared to Luke, who's neurotypical. And, but that's my goal with him is to be like, Luke, daddy's here to talk about your emotions. You know, like, how are you feeling right now? How does this make you feel? Oh, you're, you fought with a friend at school today. How did you feel about that? Luke gets Dr. Foster on a regular basis. <laughs> Poor kid. <laughs> but it, was- but. The,
1: But that is dad, man. Yeah. Yeah. Because it gives us,
0: it gives us the opportunity to reinvent that wheel a little bit, you know? And and I mean, don't get me wrong. There's, there's great qualities about my father that I would love to like, hold on to and implement into my kids. But, but, you know, when it came to being emotionally available, that just, it wasn't always the case. And so, Mm -hmm. um, So, so, you know, and, and, and we, we crave, I think as, as young boys and as men, we crave to be recognized by our fathers for the men that we are as well. Like there's something powerful about your dad looking at you and being like, you're doing a great job, son. That means the world to me, you know? Um, And so, you know, anyways, we digress on all of that, but.
1: My dad, let me tell you about my dad really quick. He, he was your typical. Baseball dad, he was the coach, intense as hell. Yeah, just get in the car. You had a bad game, you got a 45 minute ride home, and it's just rah, 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 rah. And it's like, oh my god, my dad almost died in 2000. I want to say 14. Wow, 14. Wow. He was playing hockey and he got hit in the neck mm. and he almost broke his hyoid bone. And well, he did break his hyoid bone. Apparently, you have a 99.9% chance of living when that happens, but he. Played the game, got home, said he had a hard time breathing, they took him to the emergency room, did an emergency uh thing on his neck. He should have died. And my dad has turned a leaf so much. And he's been up and down at times, but like to see him be such a hard, cold man to then turn into the man that he is now, he he's a writer. And Nick, I'm gonna send it to you actually when we're done. He sent it to me yesterday about because I'm I'm going through I'm going through some pain when it comes yeah. to so, Kayla and I homeschooled our boys last year, and this year they have to go to school due to some stuff. Yeah. And yeah. feeling a lot of pain about it, man. You know, I used to yeah. have Mondays all by myself with my boys. It was my Monday. Yeah. It was an opportunity for me to connect with my boys, have my one on one time with them. They loved it. They called it our bros day. Aww. And I'm just feeling a lot of pain about it. And my dad wrote this yeah. just gorgeous story. And Aww. It's all about how pain is here, and it's good. That's powerful. But it's better when you're experiencing it with people you love. And he sent me. I sent him a text and said that that was awesome. And he goes, "I just, I'm proud of you. You're doing a great job with your pain." And I'm here and like, bro, I'm I'm crying. Like it's just to <laughs> you hear your dad say, "I'm yes, like, I'm here I'm proud with of your you. pain."
0: Yeah, it's to, yeah to walk with you in that. It's 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 so beautiful because for so many years I craved those moments with my dad growing up for sure um but to be able to have those experiences now as an adult it's it's very it's 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 healing you know it's
1: oh it's 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 a beautiful thing and we get to do that for our boys yeah and and they're never like i'm not gonna never gonna know exactly they're never gonna know what it's like to not have dads that are not expressing to them right how are you feeling right Right, they're never yeah. gonna they're never gonna know, that. and that's yeah. that's something beautiful that yeah. we get to get with boys
0: for sure. Yeah, and I'm I'm so grateful for it, and I'm so grateful like for the work. I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of the work yeah. that I've done on oh, yeah, yeah. myself, and I'm, I'm I know you are too. I'm sure the proud of like where you've come in your life and the work that you've done on yourself to be able to give that to your boys. It's it's yeah. super powerful, and they're going to be better men because of it one day um and you know that's all that i can want that's all that i can hope for and i know that you're in the same boat with that so man. dude we could seriously probably go on for hours because that's just how it works we're two twos
1: <laughs> you know what's so funny is before this episode started we were talking about how like you know there's some podcasts that go on a little too long and <laughs> we're like we literally yeah. said you know some episodes you are not hour's good anything past an hour <laughs> half too long We've hit the hour and a half line. Yep,
0: we're done. Yeah, we, can, uh, we really I honestly, though, like there's so many more things that I wanted to ask you. One of the questions and we don't have to go there. Well, this just means that we'll have to do a follow up. This is a good teaser. I don't fully know how you got wrapped into the happiest podcast on earth. I think that you and Corey met at a gym. And that's no, I met like Corey
1: at a strip, strip club. Oh, oh, I'm just kidding. Okay. Was, <laughs> no, no, it was a gym. Uh, I was a personal trainer at a gym. Corey was there. Uh Corey moved he moved to California and he sent yeah. me a text. Like, I'm starting a podcast. I want, you know, please follow. Yeah. And that's okay, how okay, I got okay. Yeah. Cool. And then cool. I started to annoy Jarrett in messaging and he's like, You want to get on an episode? Like, that's yeah. awesome. And then there we go. That's awesome.
0: That's one thing that Actually, I did want to ask at the beginning because I feel like the listeners are probably intrigued. I, I feel like they like to hear like how we all got like connected yeah. and, there, and there's in, no
1: but... Disney background for me other than right. I went when I was a kid. Like I yeah. no college program. Right. None of that stuff. Yeah. So Yeah. You I, and I are one
0: I, of are we the only two who have never worked for Disney? I think we are because I think Elda was and obviously she's not hosting anymore. So I think
1: Yeah, it's just you and I.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's we're dang have. proud of it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Dang right. Yeah. <laughs> well, loud loud proud, baby. thanks for having me on man listeners thanks for listening to us us twos ramble on and yes that was
0: to all of the listeners you know this was such a nick and mark episode if you've this was basically like we just called each other and talked for like an hour and a half and this is exactly what it would have sounded like so i hope that you guys appreciate it i'm sorry if you don't because we're twos we don't want you to not love us so (laughs) here's the thing here's the thing about it too I'm at the place of my life as a two. I could care less whether you think I'm cool or not. That does not bother me in the least bit. But if you were like, Nick annoys me, and this episode annoyed me, that would hurt my feelings. So don't tell me if it did. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm not quite at the cool part yet. Just like, I'm getting there. I don't want you <laughs> to think I'm cool, and I want you to love me. I well, you to- I think you're cool, and I love you. So... Well, and I think you're take that for
0: take that for what it is. But no, truly, I appreciate this conversation, and and like I said, this was just this was just a real Nick and Mark conversation, and um, I appreciate you. I appreciate like who you are as a human being. I appreciate the, the love that you have for your family. Seriously, Mark, like you're a, a dime a dozen. Like there are not a lot of people like you in this world, and you know, I think beneath that. Like ultra positive and this this like like strong energy of love that you bring into every room. Um, I don't think that there's much beneath that because that's who you are as a human being. Like you just love hard, you love strong, and there are like so many incredible like qualities about that, and it makes such a difference in the people that you connect with. You are such an, a powerful includer of people. You bring the most random circles of people together, um, and you're so intentional in your relationships, and I just, I, I admire you so much for that. I, like, want so desperate to be, to be more like you. <laughs> like, I've said that to oh, you man. before, and I mean it. And and we when can I go back, say we can thing, go back bro. and forth, we can go back and forth all night on that, I know. But I, I, you're gonna have to just shut up and listen, because I'm Dr. Foster and I have the mic. So... <laughs> That makes mean truly me left. That truly good. truly truly you just have to sit there and take these compliments but uh, um, you are <laughs> you are you're an incredible human being and i am blessed to have you in my life and i'm blessed to know you and i hope that the listeners just get a glimpse of who you are as a human through this episode because you're amazing
1: thanks man everything you said right back at you Paul. yeah
0: yeah yeah stop you weren't supposed to do that
1: <laughs> i will not but I'll get you on a podcast of mine, and I'm gonna okay. just sit there. And I'm gonna talk about how great you are for an hour and a half. I have to coming. just suck it up and deal with it.
0: <laughs> All right, love you, buddy. Thank you, listeners, for supporting another Doctor Foster episode. I know that this one was unlike any of the ones that you've heard before but that's how it's going to go with each of us podcast hosts because we are all so different we're one big loud dysfunctional family but at the end of the day we work together so well we bring such great components to the table to the team um and yeah we just we really all blend together and we each like have such a strong part in that so and that's all it
1: in this. we're all no, in this same. together
0: We're all in this together and we can't, we can't end it on anything else. We're all in this together.
1: This has been Dr. Foster and Mark. We out. See ya.